Amen. Amen. We believe that there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, singers and musicians. God bless you. you may be seated. I'm going to just uh, change it up a little bit this morning and do the announcements and the offering at the end. I'm going to preach so well that when the offering time comes, we're going to really have a breakthrough in the offering. Amen. Amen. Good to see you here this morning. Amen. What a difference to be in God's house. What a difference to praise, to worship, to let the Holy Spirit move. Amen. This is not a natural gathering. This isn't a, a ball game, a picnic. This isn't a, a, a civic gathering. This is the gathering of the church, the people of God. And something powerful happens. And I just believe that the Lord gave me a word this morning, uh, not the book of Revelation, but just something that I, I believe God wants to minister, uh, just encouragement and faith and, and a fresh anointing this morning. We're going we're gonna, to uh, just pray and believe and preach to uh, a time of altar uh, time, a time of just receiving from God this morning, just believing God today. I want your faith to come alive this morning. I want your faith to come alive, to be quickened. And, uh, and as the word of God goes forth, we know that truth is what sets us free. We need to believe not the lies, but we need to believe the truth this morning. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open up with me in the Old Testament. If you don't have your Bibles, you surely have your phone, and your phone has an app, uh, or it should have an app, a Bible app. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about unfinished projects. Unfinished projects. How many of you have unfinished projects around your house and around your apartment. Trim that isn't painted yet, a hole that hasn't been patched, a piece of, of tile uh, that hasn't been replaced, a cracked tile, maybe a cabinet hinge that needs to be adjusted. There was an article uh, about do-it-yourself, D-I-Y, DIY. Yes, DIY. Do it yourself. <laughs> and they said that the average home, the average home has nine DIY projects. So if you have a bunch of projects, you're in the average. So you're, you're right there. Um, but one-third of the people who were polled said they started a job and they gave up halfway through. They started the project and they just gave up. And so in our homes and maybe our apartments, we have unfinished projects. But you know what? Even in life, even in life, finished projects. Spiritually, we all have bad habits that maybe we haven't overcome yet relationships that haven't been mended, ministry maybe you haven't followed through on, maybe a negative mindset uh, that, that is still troubling and still affecting how you live your life. Maybe there are some old ways and old habits and areas of your life that are still affecting you. We sometimes start out well spiritually, but like in 
the do-it-yourself house projects, we give up halfway through. But I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you according to God's holy word. I love the scriptures. I love the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. I have always made it my goal, my priority, my passion from a new Christian to know, to study, to memorize, to know God's word, to be familiar with it because I had a revelation, I had an understanding as a new Christian that the word of God is the most precious thing in all of the earth. So to know God's word, and the Bible tells us that whatsoever things were written beforehand, were written beforehand from Genesis to Malachi as far as what Paul was speaking of in Romans chapter 15 verse uh, 4. He says, whatever things were written beforehand were written for our learning that we through the patience and the encouragement of the scriptures might have hope. God wants to stir up hope in you. God wants to give hope today. God wants us to, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be a hope dealer today. Amen. I want to be a hope pusher. Hope, hope in the word of God. In one great scripture, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that God, that God who has begun a good work in you will complete it. If God has begun a work in you, his promises, he's going to complete it. So I want to talk to you about unfinished projects. But I want you to know God is going to finish what he started. I prophesy, I declare that this morning, that God, that God is going to finish just what he started. You know, the scriptures, when they talk about Jesus, they, they make reference to him being the Alpha and the Omega. Those are the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet. So he's the first in the last. He's the beginning and he's the ending. And it also says of Jesus that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author. He's the originator. You know, your faith that you are living by today, your, the faith that has brought you to the point that you are this morning is what Jesus Christ began in you. He originated that. He started it. And the Bible says not only is the, he, the originator He's the finisher. So God is going to finish just what he started. Even if the waters have to be parted. Don't be broken hearted. God is going to finish just what he started. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4. I want to read a few verses of scripture. Verses 6 to 10. And thus begins the reading of the word of God. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord. What is the word of the Lord? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? 
For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line and the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. In this um, prophetic book of Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah is sent to speak a word to Zerubbabel, who was the governor of the city of God. Joshua was the high priest at that time. And this is about 500 years before Christ. So five centuries B.C. And so this prophet of God, this Zechariah, is sent to Zerubbabel to bring encouragement to him. Why does Zerubbabel need encouragement? Because he was the governor of the land. He was the contractor. He was the builder. He was the visionary. He was the one who was leading the rebuilding of the temple of God. This is the temple of Solomon that had been destroyed in 586 B.C. And this temple had laid in disrepair and had been destroyed. And here is Zerubbabel. He has a vision from God. He has a dream from God to rebuild the temple. City had been destroyed. The temple had been destroyed. And here he lays the foundation. Now understand, this foundation was laid 10 years ago. 10 years ago. He started the project, but he was unable to finish it. Ten ten long years elapsed. Obstacles arose. There were people that came against him. There were those officials around the city of Jerusalem that had gotten the uh, the leader, uh, the, the king of that time that wasn't a Jewish leader or a Jewish believer, a believer in God, and they had gotten him to cease and desist the rebuilding. So for 10 years, no work was done. It was an unfinished project. Imagine Zerubbabel. Here he is. He had a dream. He had a vision. Something had stirred in his heart, and he wanted to see a work done for God. But what happened? Ten years pass. And just think, every, every time he walked by and he saw that unfinished or that, that foundation that was laid, he saw that unfinished project. He saw the, the lumber. He saw the, the cement. He saw all of the materials laid there. And it was, like, it was like salt in his wound. Because day after day, week after week, month after month, and then year after year, 10 long years. And he must have thought, God, I had a vision. God, I had a dream. But here's all this opposition, this discouragement, and his thought was, will it ever happen? But I'm so glad that the word of God lets us know that God will finish what he started. God has given a promise and he will fulfill it. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should relent. Hath he not said it, will he not do it? So what happens? God sends a man of God with a word from the Lord. Here comes Zechariah. And he comes to Zerubbabel and he tells Zerubbabel, listen, God sent me to tell you something. You know what God sent me to tell you? Begin again. 
Start again. Believe again. In faith, shot up in his spirit. Here's Zerubbabel being so discouraged. And here he hears a word from the prophet that says, go at it again. Sometimes we just need to hear that encouragement. Go at it again. You've had opposition. You had failure. You've had setback. But the word of the Lord is, go at it again. Believe again. Trust again. Throw your staff down. See God do a miracle again. Zerubbabel is wrestling with many questions. And, he, and, he's, and, he's, and he's wondering, God, are you going to finish what you started? It's been 10 years. People have come against me. Will I be able to do it? And Zechariah tells him, this is the word of the Lord to you. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. God is saying the same thing to you today. God, by his spirit, is going to give you the grace to begin again. God, by his spirit, is going to give you the grace to believe again, to get your hopes up again. Has God begun something in your life? His word is that he will complete it. Have you tried and you failed? Have you had setbacks? Has it been years? But the word of the Lord is begin again. Some of you have prayed and believed for that loved one. And you've received much discouragement because you look at the circumstances. God's word is pray again. You started to break that addiction, but it didn't seem to last. God's saying, begin again. You started to set a new standard for your family. You declared, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But you know what? You've had some disappointments. You know, nobody's encouraged you. Nobody supported you. But the word of the Lord is, begin again. Believe again. You think it's over. But God is saying, it's not over. I have the final say, God. Hallelujah. God is saying, I'm the one who has the final say. Man does not have it. Circumstance doesn't have it. God Almighty says, I have the final say. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work, he will complete it. God wants you to know he's going to complete your incompleteness. He's going to finish what he started. He's going to help you to finish that project. He's going to help you to bring that dream to pass. He's going to help you to be what he appointed you to be, what he called you to be. But you know what I've learned? Just like Zerubbabel had to learn that it's not just faith, it's perseverance. The Bible tells us you have need of faith and patience. You know, we all like the faith aspect. We get a word from God and we think it's going to be fulfilled tomorrow. We get a promise from God and we think the next day it's going to happen. But I have learned, and I, you need to get this this morning. You need to get this. You need to hear this. You need to understand this. You need to get a revelation that when God gives you a word, it's not just faith that's going to bring it to pass. It is faith and patience. Some of the greatest miracles, some of the greatest things we see in Scripture didn't take place in a day. They took place in 10 years, 25 years. When you look at, when you look at Abraham, he got a word from God. He was going to have a son in his old age. It took 25 years. 
Joseph got a word that he was going to, God was going to use him in some great and amazing ways, but it didn't happen in a day. It might have taken 13, 17, 20 years. Faith and patience. Turn to the person next to you and say, you might have faith, but do you have patience? I want you to understand something. The word of the Lord to Zerubbabel was not by might, nor by power. You know what God was saying? I'm, I'm taking out of the element the human strength and human ingenuity. It's not going to be by your might. It's not going to be by your power, but it's going to be by my spirit. And I have learned the reason why God takes so long is to take out of the element the human strength. See, see, if we could do it, then it wouldn't be God. But God allows us to wait years and years and years sometimes so that we come to the place that we know that we know that we know that it was God. Not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. And sometimes God will give you a word. God will give you a promise. And then everything in the natural will seem contrary. You know, I remember when we were renovating this building. We started out in a storefront, just 2,000 square feet. Renovation back then seemed a lot, but I, I laugh at it now. And then we moved into another building that was about 7,000 square feet, our previous building. And then we, we moved into this building, 15,000 square feet, that needed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, now let me tell you, what do I got on me? I didn't have the money. We didn't have the money. We had to, see, some of you, oh, you're the pastor, you're, you're a man of faith, and, and you believe God, and you know, God has done it before, and he's going to do it again, and it's just easy for you. The devil is a liar. You don't have a clue. I wish I could take a little bit of this and put it on you so you could feel it. But I remember being in this building, and, 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 and I'm telling you, it was a Goliath. I had fought the lion, I had fought the bear, but this was a Goliath, and coming in here, we needed hundreds of thousands of dollars. We didn't have a, a, a philanthropist, a millionaire giving money. We didn't have an unlimited bankroll. We had to believe God for every penny. And no one felt it more than I did. And I remember coming in here one, one night, we brought a couple friends of ours from another church, I wanted to show them the building, and if you can just put up those pictures. Now that's the sanctuary. That's where you're sitting right now. And I remember, show, if you can go to the next one, the next one, and I remember coming in here. Now God had given us this building. God had miraculously provided, and there was excitement, and there's enthusiasm. And don't you know, like any project you begin, there's that initial excitement, yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah. And, oh, I can't wait to get at it. You get at it, and then you hit this halfway point. Yeah. And, and you've gone too far to turn back, but you look ahead, and you've got too far to go. Yeah. It's at that point of no return. And I remember coming in here and showing the people and I'm starting to look around, and I'm saying, oh, God, what did I do? 
I can't put this back together again. I've ruined this. I can't go back to the people and say, sorry, we made a mistake. Here's the keys. Can we have our money back? And, and fear gripped my heart. And I was looking, I said, oh, and I began to sweat. And I began to ask my wife, have sleepless nights. My wife was saying, just put on scripture and go to bed and let God minister to people. But I, I'd be putting on the scripture and I'd hear, you know, uh, Nehemiah building the wall and it wake me up and scare me. <laughs> or or my, Paul was let down over the wall and I heard wall and I thought a building project. Everything I heard in the scriptures were related to a building project. Instead of putting me to sleep, it gave me more stress. <laughs> oh, I know you're all so holy and you don't, you, you don't know. Because you don't know what I went through. But it was like, God, what have I done in my natural, in my... Humanness. But then the word of the Lord came and said, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. This mountain shall be removed. This mountain shall become like a plain and you will cry grace, grace to it. What am I trying to say to you this morning? What am I trying to say that you might have tried and you might have failed? But God wants to finish what he started in your life. Look at verse 8. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple, and his hands will complete it. God is saying, you have, you have laid a foundation. You have begun a work. And God says, those same hands are going to complete it. You remember the disciples they were on the lake, and the Bible says that Jesus told the disciples, told Peter, James, and John, said, I want you to cast your net on the other side for a great catch of fish. And you know what the disciples said? Peter said, listen, master, we have toiled all night. We have fished all night. That's the time to fish, not in the sunlight, but at night. And you know what? We've caught nothing. You know what Peter was saying? Peter was saying, no disrespect, Jesus, you're a carpenter, we're fishermen. We know what we're doing. Now's not the time to cast our net. But you know what? Jesus said, cast your net. And Peter said, it's not the time, it's not the place, it doesn't look like it's going to work, but nevertheless, nevertheless. The less. God wants to stir up within your heart a nevertheless of faith. A nevertheless that says, God, I've tried it, but nevertheless. God, it doesn't look like it's going to work, but nevertheless. God, it looks impossible, but nevertheless. God wants to stir that up. Turn to the person next to you. Shake them. Say he's talking to you. Come on, shake them, shake them, shake them. Don't look around. Look at the person. Shake that person. God is going to finish just what he started. Hallelujah. If he gave you a word, he will fulfill that word. The Bible tells us that they let down their net and they had such a catch of fish that their nets began to break. Their boats began to sink because God poured out a blessing above and beyond, pressed down, shaken together, running over. How many of you still believe for that kind of blessing? Can you put up that next slide? This is, just, this is for some of you. You need to hear this word. 
God always finishes what he starts. Can you imagine what this world would be like if he didn't? The world would only be partially created. The Holy Scriptures would be partially written. The Holy Spirit would be partially given. The reality of Christ's return would be partially true. But I want you to understand, God always finishes what he started. Nehemiah, how are you going to be rebuild the city of God? Don't you know it hasn't been done in over a hundred years? Not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit. Joseph, how are you going to overcome all that, of that family dysfunction? They hate you, they sell you out, they lie on you, and they imprison you. Not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. You can't overcome that bad habit. You can't restore that broken relationship. You can't be faithful to one man or one woman. You can't get out of debt. You can't because it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, this mountain shall be removed. Think of an artist who works with clay. Before, before they even thought of the clay on the wheel, they already had in mind what the end product would look like and what it would be used for. It may not look like anything, but a lump of clay to us. But as the wheel starts to turn, the artist applies pressure. How many of you like pressure in your life? How many of you, don't you realize what you're going through is part of the process? Oh, you didn't come to church to hear that this morning. You thought it was everybody else's fault. You thought that situation, you thought it was people, you thought it was this one, you thought God is using that pressure. He's using tools. You know what? Sometimes the tools are other people. Proverbs tells us that as iron sharpens iron, so does the man sharpen the countenance of his friend. Someone call that sandpaper ministry. Somebody, some people are really good at that. They're rubbing you the wrong way. <laughs> The pressure, the tools, the water formed that lump of clay into beautiful, original, functional work of art. You know, the same is true for you and me. God is forming you into the intended creation that he, that he planned. God is forming you. God is working in you. But I want you to understand it takes time. It takes pressure. It takes tools. And you know what? This morning, what I want you to just believe, God, would you stand together with me this morning? What it takes is you being pliable in the hands of God. Holy Spirit, help us to be pliable in the hands of God this morning. Do you know some of us from our old ways, our growing up, our patterns of living, we can be very stubborn, can be very resistant. But how many of you know God knows how to break that? Yes. <laughs> you stay around long enough, God will break that in your life. God will break that in my life. But you've got to stay with it long enough. You've got to yield to God. You've got to be pliable in his hands. How many of you this morning want to be pliable in the hands of God? You know, I believe some of you have been trying and, and you, just can't, you just can't build that wall. You can't build that temple. 
It's been 10 years, it's been 20 years, it's been five years. This morning, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is here because it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit that this mountain shall be removed. And you know what we'll do is cry grace, grace to it. You know what that is? A double, the repetition there is it's grace from start to finish. It's all grace. We'll shout grace to it. This morning, would you just lift your hands right now? God wants to finish what he started in you. God wants to give you grace today to move forward in what he's begun in you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm going to ask you just to move out of your seats. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. But this morning, the word of the Lord is begin again. Some of you have become discouraged. Some of you have quit in your ministry. Some of you have lost your passion. Some of you have you've thought the dream will not come to pass. But God is saying, begin again. Believe again. And this morning, I want to ask you, we're going to pray for you. I've asked uh, the pastors, I've asked the elders just to come and lay hands on you as the singers and the musicians begin to play. And I want to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to remove some mountains today. I want to believe that the anointing of God is going to destroy some yokes today, that God is going to give some breakthroughs, God's going to do some miracles today. I'm going to ask you to come forward. If you don't come forward now, once we're done praying, we're going to transition, but, but please come now. Don't wait till later. Come on, we want to pray right now. Come on, we want to believe right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray you'd release the anointing, God. I pray, oh Lord, that the Holy Spirit, God, would be released in this place. That by your Spirit, God, you would do miracles. By your Spirit, God, you would give an acceleration to the process. God, you would give an increase to the process. Father God, today, in the name of Jesus, by your Spirit, let miracles let deliverances, let breakthroughs, let anointings, God. Break off yokes, God. God, destroy bondages, God. Destroy habits, God, that are detrimental. Mindsets, God. Lies, God. Let the truth set people free today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're going to begin to pray for you right now. Come on, just begin to believe, to receive from the Lord.